0: hi everybody thank you so much for checking out our podcast if you'd like to know more about us or connect with us then please do go to our church website and we would love to get to know you some more here's today's message we hope it blesses you encourages and inspires you it's lovely to see you if you don't know who i am my name is matt i'm the minister Of the church here, and it's great to be able to welcome you as we worship together and as we now come to spend some time looking at God's word together this morning. Um, As you've heard over the last few weeks or last couple of weeks, we've been looking at how we can love our neighbours and take the love of Jesus out into the neighbourhood as we live for Him in the world around us. And we're today going to be looking at probably the verse or the passage that springs to most people's minds when they talk about loving their neighbours—the great parable of the Good Samaritan in Luke chapter 10. Um, so, in a moment, we're going to read that together. But as we look at God's Word, if you want to use the sermon notes, they're there for you to use if you would like to use or like to do so. Um, there's also resources there for home groups if you'd like to use them in your home groups or as your own personal uh, reflections throughout the rest of the week as well. But before we um, go any further, let's just pray that God will be with us as we look at his word and then we'll look at today's passage together. Father God, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the gift of life that it gives to us, for the way in which it reveals who you are and inspires us to live a life worthy of that which you have called us to. And so Lord, as we look at your word together now, we pray that you would be here in our presence that we would know you speaking through us or to us this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, well, if you've got your Bibles and would like to follow um, the reading with me, you can do so. Um, we're going to be starting at Luke chapter 10, verse 25. Alternatively, the words will pop up on the screen, um, so you can follow along with us There is as well. On one occasion... pouring on oil and wine. Then he put the man on his own donkey, brought him to an inn and took care of him. The next day he went out and took two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper. Look after him, he said, and when I return, I will reimburse you for any extra expense you may have. Which of these do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of the robbers. The expert of the law replied, the one who had mercy on him. Jesus told him, go and do likewise. As I was starting to think and prepare for this uh, message today, I heard just how beautiful the game of football can really be. Uh, Liverpool and Manchester United were scheduled to be playing each other. And if you don't know much about football, the one thing you need to know is Liverpool and Manchester, not only are they geographically rivals, but they're rivals in just about every other way as well, competing for who's got the most trophies and all that sort of stuff. And usually their fans don't have anything positive to sing or say to one another. Um, They are arch rivals. However, this match was different because... You may have heard in the news that that morning, Cristiano Ronaldo, Manchester United star player, had announced that he had lost one of his two newborn twins. Needless to say, Cristiano Ronaldo was not playing in that game, but in seven minutes into the game, the number that Cristiano wears on the back of his shirt The whole stadium joined together and erupted in applause and support for Cristiano Ronaldo and for his family. Even the Liverpool fans joined in singing their iconic anthem, You'll Never Walk Alone. Bitter rivals walking together, united together in the face of unimaginable pain and darkness. Over the last couple of months, I'm sure many of us here today will have said at one point or another that we're standing with Ukraine. We've been doing it together this morning as we've prayed for those being affected by the continued Russian invasion of that country and the impact it's having on so many people. Now, as far as I know, none of us here today are Ukrainian. Yet as we stand with Ukraine, we lay down our nationalities, our national identities, our boundaries are blurred, and instead we stand in solidarity together with the Ukrainian people at this time. Sometimes our loyalties need to change and our boundaries that we so easily build up and put in place need to be broken down in the name of love. And today we've heard, as we've looked at this passage, probably one of the greatest stories on this topic of loving your neighbor that has ever been told. This parable has become famous, or a famous example of boundaries being broken down, a case study in loving our neighbors. And so this morning we're going to look and see what we can learn from this parable of the Good Samaritan, that we might be able to take the love of Jesus out into the neighborhood and reveal his love to those around us. And this passage all starts with a question. A young man, an educated man, comes to Jesus and says, What must I do? In many ways, I think that's a question that we can all be familiar with as we look at this passage of the Good Samaritan. We'll all be looking and asking ourselves, what can I do to be like that Good Samaritan? What can I do to love my neighbours? What can I do to take the love of Jesus out into my neighbourhood? This is a request for action and direction. But as we'll look into this passage a little bit deeper, we very quickly see that loving our neighbours involves much more than just what we can do. It takes us beyond action. The young man speaking to Jesus in this passage was an expert in the law. He knew all the right answers. He knew all the questions to ask. He knew what was the right way to live in accordance with the law. He knew that what the law said he must do to inherit eternal life. So he decided to put Jesus to the test. As Jesus responds, he reveals that there is much more to this passage than just doing the right thing. There is nothing that we can do to earn the love of God, there is nothing that we can do to earn eternal life. Last week, uh, if you, you were here, you remember that we, reminded, we were reminded how loving God with all our heart and soul and mind and loving our neighbor as ourselves are just impossible for us to manage on our own and to achieve in our own strength. The law told this young man what he must do and how he must do it. But for all his action, for all, regardless of what he did, his actions could never earn him what he truly wanted. His actions could never secure the hope that he had for eternal life. Romans chapter 3 verse 20 tells us that no one will be declared righteous by his, in his sight by observing the law. Rather, through the law, we become conscious of sin. If you are looking today for a handbook of rules or regulations that will tell you how to make the most of your life, how to get to eternal life, this great future that God has promised us, if you think that there's some easy template way of loving your neighbors, then I'm afraid this morning you're going to leave disappointed because Jesus is calling us beyond action. Jesus wants to lead us beyond our actions. He wants us to, rem- to remind us that there is nothing that we can do to earn eternal life. The requirements are too great for us. Observing the law just reminds us how we are unable to meet the standards that God has set for us. Let's move beyond actions when when it comes to loving our neighbors, because action alone is not the solution to the problem that this world faces. Let's not fall into the temptation of living our lives by comfortable, legalistic rules. Good actions are good. Good actions help us to love those around us. But if we are to truly love our neighbors, we need to think more about, uh, more than just about what we do. Instead, we need to fix our eyes on Jesus. For as Paul continues in Romans 3, in verse 22, righteousness from God comes through faith in Jesus Christ. We need to move beyond action and set our eyes on Jesus. So if loving our neighbor involves more than just action, how can we love and break down the boundaries that exist between us in this world? Well, firstly, the parable of the Good Samaritan shows us that we need to think of ourselves less and and, and, uh, show our love beyond our boundaries by moving beyond, thinking about our own self-interest. The question that the young ruler asked Jesus was focused on himself. Listen to it again. What must I do to inherit eternal life? The priest and the Levite in this wonderful parable both had the opportunity to stop and help this beaten man lying by the side of the road. But instead, they both crossed over and ignored him. Why? Because it was easier for them to do so. The priest could have stopped and could have helped the man. But doing so would have involved the huge inconvenience of being made ceremonially unclean. And so instead, he crosses over the road and walks by on the other side. The Levite was surely a busy and a righteous man and had important places to go. And so he crosses and he walks by on the other side, too busy to stop. When we are concerned with what is in our best interest it becomes all too easy for us to find a reason to cross over the road and walk by on the other side. But loving our neighbor involves laying down our own self-interest for the benefit of those around us. Let's consider for a moment the example that the Samaritan sets for us and how he lays down his own self-interest for his neighbor Who was in need. Firstly, the Samaritan gave his time. He could have hurried on by just like the priest and the Levite. He had no obligation to stop. But he saw the man in need and he did. He gave his time. Not only did the Samaritan give his time, but he crossed over to draw near to the Samaritan rather than crossing over the road to get away from the man who was in need. And this was no easy thing to do. As far as this man walk, as the Samaritan knew, walking along the road, the bandits who attacked this man could have still been there. Drawing near could have put himself at danger as well as the man who was already in danger. The Samaritan chose to take responsibility for a stranger, so he stopped and he drew near instead of crossing over the road and passing by. He also treated and responded to the physical needs of the man in need. He did what he could do to help him. He used his own resources to bandage and care for the man, even paying for whatever was needed as he recuperated at the inn. And then the Samaritan gave sacrificially he gave his time sacrificially. He gave his possessions sacrificially. He gave his finances for the benefit of his neighbor. Not because it was in his interest, but because it was in his neighbor's interest. The Samaritan also committed to the long term. He didn't just take the man off to the inn and leave him there to be someone else's problem, but instead, he commits to come back, to continue his support, to, to continue to provide for his neighbor's needs. If we are to take the love of Jesus out into our neighborhoods, we too need to love sacrificially and move beyond our own self-interest. So this week, how could you follow the example of the Good Samaritan? How might you stop and give your time to someone in need this week? Who could you draw close to when your instinct might be telling you to stay away? What physical needs do you see around you? And what could you do to help? How might you give sacrificially for the benefit of those around you rather than yourself? As a church, this is something that we are seeking to try and model here in this community. And there'll be an opportunity to hear more about this from Kimberley next week. But if you know the story of what the journey we've been on as a church over the last few years, we have listened to the people of this community and what the needs are um, that they have identified in this place. As a church, we are now responding to those needs, giving sacrificially of our own time, of our own resources for the so that we might be able to show love to our neighbors. We're doing all this not because it's in our best interest, not because we want to get loads of people into the church to come and listen to me rabbit on for a while on a Sunday morning, although that might be lovely and I hope they will encounter Jesus and want to come and worship with us. But first and foremost, we just want to show love to those in our community, that they might know the love of God in us, his people. How might you love your neighbors? How could you get involved in what we're doing as a church family together here? But more importantly, arguably, how could you be a good Samaritan to those around you? The church is about more than just the building. The church is the people. You are the church. So how can you take the love of Jesus out into the neighborhood? How could you be that good Samaritan to your next door neighbor or to the person you walk past on the street in their time of need? How could you look beyond your own self-interest for the interests of others in your workplace? How might you break down boundaries and love your neighbors. To see the interests of others and to move beyond our own self-interest, we need to have something that fuels us to do that. And this passage again shows us what that passage is or what that fuel is, and that is compassion. But to break down boundaries, we not don't just need compassion, we need to have some boundless compassion. As the Samaritan arrives on the scene, uh, Luke tells us that he sees the man in need on on the side of the road, and he takes pity on him. Many of you will know the context of this passage, but Jews and Samaritans hated each other. Even more than Liverpool and Manchester United fans, they just detested each other. Jews thought they were better than the Samaritans and treated them horrifically, the Samaritans saw the Jews as pious persecutors and, it, and equally hated them. They were two groups of people that just detested one another. But although this story is all about Jews and Samaritans, as the Samaritan man saw the bloody, broken man lying on the side of the road, he didn't see a Jew or he didn't see a Samaritan. Instead, he saw a man beaten, blooded, left for dead, and he had compassion upon him. Compassion is an attitude of the heart. The Samaritan had boundless compassion. His heart didn't put boundaries in the way of his love and care. His his heart and his compassion didn't depend on who the man was or where he was from in order for him to care for him. Instead, he saw a man in need, and so he cared for him. He was kind to him. He was compassionate to him. I think we can all recognize in our world today that we need to see some more examples of boundless compassion in our world at this time. Compassion that has no limits, but that instead sees those before us, not by their background and their status, not by their race or their personality type, not even by their economic benefit. How we need some compassion that sees people as individuals made in the image of God just as we are. Compassion that puts ourselves in the situation of those who are in need rather than judging them and condemning them for the situation in which they find themselves in. It is this compassion that made that moment as Liverpool fans cheered and supported their arch rival so beautiful. If we can see compassion like that on a football pitch, surely we can see compassion like that in the church and spreading throughout the world. Compassion is essential to loving our neighbors. But you cannot force yourself to be more compassionate. You can try and train yourself to be compassionate, but ultimately compassion is a matter for our hearts. And our hearts are not easily changed. But the good news is That as we encounter Jesus, we know that our hearts can and can be and are changed. As we encounter Jesus, as we see people or we see people in new ways, as we encounter Jesus, the boundaries that we set up in our lives are broken down. As we encounter Jesus, our hearts are transformed, that we might not only be compassionate but that we might be boundless in compassion to those around us. So may we once again look to Jesus. As we encounter him, may we welcome him into our hearts. Let's let his love reign in us again. That, we, that as we see our neighbors, as we see those in need around us, we too might have compassion upon them. Compassion that goes beyond boundaries. Boundless compassion, though, is only possible when we look to Jesus. And when we look to Jesus, we see not only the compassion that he has for us, but also the boundless mercy that he has for us. When asked who has been a good neighbor to the man in need on the side of the road, the teacher of the law, didn't uh, didn't respond with who had done what, but instead he said the one who had had mercy upon the man in need. And Jesus just simply said, go and do likewise. When we look to Jesus, we recognize our need for his love and compassion. We may not have been that man physically beaten up, left for dead on the side of the road in this parable. But really, we have all been that man, desperate for help, desperate for healing, desperate for someone to come and save us and give us new life again. Earlier, we were reminded of the words of the Apostle Paul in Romans, that righteousness from God comes through faith in Jesus Christ. It is Jesus who enables us to encounter the boundless depth of his mercy. In our sinfulness, in our brokenness, we were all dead to sin. We were all the equivalent of that man left by the side of the road, desperate for help, desperate for life. Our future was bleak. Our wounds and our scars were great. Yet in our desolation, Jesus came and he had compassion on us. As he had compassion on us, he also had mercy upon us. In our helplessness, he helped us back up onto our feet. As, he lo- as we looked ahead and saw only death, Jesus gave us a new vision and, uh, of life and hope to hold onto. All this was only possible because of the mercy of Jesus. And the good news is that the mercy of Jesus knows no limits. The hope that Jesus offers is not just for me, it's not just for you. It's not just for a few people. Jesus had compassion and he revealed his mercy for all people and that includes you. There is nothing you can do to earn the mercy of God. There is nothing that, will, that you can do to disqualify you from the mercy and the grace that Jesus has demonstrated towards you. We all, can all encounter mercy. We can all encounter mercy and as we do so, our hearts are transformed by the compassion that Jesus has shown to us. And encountering Jesus' compassion and his mercy fuels us to then go and do likewise, to be boundless in compassion to those around us, to think about ourselves less for the benefit of those around us, even loving uh, beyond our boundaries. As the fans Sag on the football terraces for Cristiano Ronaldo and his family, they demonstrated that when our hearts are engaged, even the greatest of barriers can be overcome. If we want to love our neighbours like the Good Samaritan does in this parable, we need to engage our hearts with mercy and compassion that goes beyond boundaries. And let's praise God that this morning we can know that our hearts have been forever changed. We can know and experience the mercy and the compassion of Jesus that goes beyond boundaries. So as we love our neighbors, let's open our hearts to him again. Let's allow his compassion and his grace and his mercy to flow through us to all those around us let's pray father god we thank you and we praise you for the mercy and the compassion that you have for us mm-hmm. that you saw us lying by the side of that road mm-hmm. beaten blooded in need for help and you didn't cross over Instead, you sent your son, Jesus, to come and reveal the full extent of your great love for us. Lord, forgive us for those times where we get so caught up in the action that we forget to keep our eyes on Jesus. And to forget to challenge and think about the attitudes of our hearts. Lord, we thank you for that compassion and that mercy that you have for us. And Lord, we pray that we would never lose sight of that. And we pray that as we encounter you, we might follow on with those great words that you challenge that teacher with in this parable, that we too might go and do likewise, revering the love and compassion that you have shown to us, to those in the world around us. Lord, we want to be good neighbours. Help us to lay down our self-interest for those around us. Help us to move beyond action and show the wonder of your love and your mercy and your compassion to all around us this week, we pray. Amen.